0: Hello everybody, good evening, welcome back. This week is Parshas Behar, and we're continuing with the Halachas of Rafua on Shabbos, and this is part three. So we have so far learned some of the Halachas of Pikuach Nefesh on Shabbos, when it's a life-threatening situation, what's the correct approach, And and uh, we also learned last week about childbirth and all the different aspects of preparation and what you can do during and after. And now let's move on to the other categories of halacha when it comes to refua on Shabbos. Now, we've already mentioned that there are four categories of different kinds of sicknesses or ailments, which each one is treated differently. Um, each uh, And each have a different halacha. So, bikoach nefesh we've already covered somewhat. We've uh, learned some, some of the halachas of bikoach nefesh. And then the next three are... Sakonas Ever. Sakonas aver means when chas there is a limb at risk. We'll uh, explain what that means in a minute, but there's a, a part of the body is at risk of losing function or, or being lost totally. So that's the next, uh, just under pikuach nefesh, of the severity. And then there's Chay L'Shem by Sakana, which means someone who is sick in bed that has a different status when it comes to rufu on Shabbos, and lastly is what we call a mechosh. A mechosh just means a general ailment or anything that bothers you is causing pain or uh, any kind of pain due to ailment, but doesn't require you to go to bed. It doesn't make you, f- like, fully sick, like a sick person. So those are the, are the four categories. Going to the second category if sakana saver means a limb is at risk. Now, simply put, this would mean when there's an actual danger of losing a, li- a limb, chas v'shalom, you know, if someone's uh, the finger gets caught in the door or anything like that, so that would be a serious question of a sakana saver. But it also includes when a limb's functionality will be compromised so if a person gets a cut in their hand has which damages a nerve so that will um that will compromise the whole function of the hand or any other part of the body that also is included in um in 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 Sekona sever and likewise if a person is gets a cut on their face, um, particularly a, a girl, but really anybody that gets a cut on the face that could be disfiguring, or on a, any part of the body that would be disfiguring, and if it's not treated, it will remain uh, with a with an ugly scar. So that also is called sakana sever because the purpose of the face is to be pretty, to be presentable, and that also would go under this category of sakana sever another situation is of loss of a tooth if a tooth is at risk also would be called sakana so all in all these situations sakana means is is just different than pikuach nefesh in that pikuach nefesh, when his life is at being threatened, you can do anything and everything. Uh, nothing stands in the way of pikuach nefesh. However, once it's not a question of a life-threatening ailment, but it's just an issue of compromising the limb, then you can't do a derisa, you can't do anything which is prohibited min hataira, something that's a tyra, a biblical prohibition, but you can do anything else which is the So you most certainly can have a non-Jew and do anything you want. That we'll see is even allowed for someone who's sick. But you can certainly have a non-Jew. You don't have to hint at anything. You just tell a non-Jew, ask a non-Jew to do for you whatever it is that you need done. But you can also do Malachas yourself that are the For example, the most common application of this tip is when someone needs to go to a hospital that's outside of the Tchum Shabbos. Uh, so if you need to get to a doctor or to a hospital that specializes in the particular problem and it's outside of the Tchum Shabbos, that's an issue Right, it's uh, on the highway somewhere, so that it would be allowed for Sakana Saver in order to save a limb. Um, another another example would be if you have to carry, so you can. There are ways that you can carry. Uh, either that the place where you're carrying is anywhere at on, like it's not a real Rishus doesn't have many people there. There's just no ariv so that you would be allowed to carry for the sake of saving a limb, or uh, you can also. There's ways you can carry that are not going to be deri. you do them with a shino. You put something in your sock, and so on and so forth. So there's many different applications where you can do things that are drabanan in order to save the limb. Now, very often, when a limb is at risk, it is a life-threatening situation, but not always. Like if a tooth is at risk, if it's a cut, like I discussed before, those aren't life-threatening situations. You know they're not life-threatening situations, but it is a question of a loss of a limb, and in those situations, you can do anything other than an esiderasa, and often those situations aren't ones that require you to act immediately so therefore you have the time to consult and you can consult with a Rav and then just figure out exactly what it is you can do but it's good to understand that when these kind of things are at risk there's the the, great, it's the greatest leniency under Pikuach Nefesh in order to be able to attend to these, these issues now before we move on to the next two categories which are the most common which is how to treat someone who's actually sick and then how to treat ailments when you're not sick it's just painful Let's understand the prohibition of refuah on Shabbos. It's a very interesting kind of prohibition because it's not really linked to any malacha specifically. Chazal were concerned that being that a person's health is so obviously important to them and to the people that love them, so there's a possibility that if we were to allow, Chazal were to allow a person to do things uh, for the sake of refuah, of healing themselves, they would then kind of lose it and do anything in order to uh, uh, alleviate the pain and that would cause them to bend and stretch the lachas of Shabbos and be mechal Shabbos in different ways. The most common way in the time of Chazal that they would have been mechal Shabbos would be Meshchikah which they would create the medications. All those medications were homegrown medications so they could create it at home, and that was the... Worry that they would do it on their own. That's shchikas <laughs> amanim, which would be that said. today it would be any other number of malachas that a person would do, including driving, including calling, and, and you know, and whatever else is involved in obtaining or uh, signing, uh, writing, etc., which is necessary in order to obtain medication. And therefore, that's why Chazal said that afohazaser. And when they uh, when they um, prohibited healing yourself on Shabbos. It it really is a very all-inclusive kind of issue. We don't even realize how far it went, which means they prohibited taking medication. They prohibited applying any kind of remedy, even if it involves no malacha at all, right? Swallowing medication, there's no molacha. Um The act of healing is prohibited because you a person might get carried away. And a natural remedy is the same thing as medication. You can't take a natural remedy, even though it's not uh, physician-approved, it's to say it doesn't make a difference in the eyes of chazal, as long as you're taking it for the sake of medication, it would be a problem. Not only that, but even natural like kind of household forms of healing, like gargling vinegar for a sore throat or salt water for a sore throat, Chazal also say it's Aser, and it's only allowed if you can do it in a way that's it's, it's not clear that it's being done for the sake of healing, but if you do something that's clearly for the sake of healing, that would not be allowed, even just something like that, or even things that don't involve eating, like uh, massaging, certain kinds of massaging are described in halacha, which were done only for, you know, sick people or or when a person has certain pains, like a chiropractor kind of thing, Um, those things are prohibited as well, so anything that falls under this blanket category of healing are prohibited on Shabbos. Now, that being said, there are certain dispensations and heterim, which are, which are applicable in these in, in limited situations. So, moving on to the third category, Sha'in she'in sakana, which means someone who is sick, and sick enough that they need to go in bed. Uh, and that means that even if a person might be pushing themselves and not going to bed because they have to take care of things, but if, essentially, would they have the the ability, they would be in bed, so that means they're sick enough to be in bed, they're chayla, and chayla sheim that's not a life-threatening illness, but they are ill, they are sick, and likewise, Sometimes a person can be suffering from something which is equivalent to being a sick in bed, even though it might not help to be in bed. For example, if someone has a burn, so they're they burned badly enough that they're, they're like in a tremendous pain, they might not be in bed because it doesn't help them to be in bed, but it's the same thing. That kind of that's tsar this There's a tsar that, that, that takes over everything that is equivalent to being sick. And in that situation, there are two important leniencies. Now, they don't have the status of a sakana saver of a loss of a limb. Loss of a limb, you can do any Isser drabanan here? You can't. But there's two things that you could do. When a person is sick in bed, they can ask a guy to do anything for them, and they don't have to hint. And it doesn't make a difference what they ask the guy to do: turn on a light, turn off a light, turn on their conditioner, off, make food, etc. You can ask a guy to do any of those things on Shabbos. So that's one um, kula. That's one dispensation. One thing that a, someone who's truly sick in bed is allowed to do. And the second is that we relaxed the iser. Of um, of refuah worth, which things to think uh, when it regards things that are not uh, melacha. Meaning, you can take medication. So someone who's sick in bed can actually take medication because that was relaxed. That specific um, act of Rafua, which normally is asramid was relaxed for someone who is sick in bed. So they can take Tylenol, they can take Advil, they can take whatever medication it is that they need to take. So those are the two leniencies, leniencies that are applied to someone who is sick in bed. And as next week. Um, we'll talk about this leniency a little bit in uh, greater depth, and then we'll also discuss the halacha of um, of some when someone is just uh, in pain. What leniencies apply, and what doesn't apply. <clears throat>